0: From Maine Public Radio and mainepublic.org, I'm Carol Bousquet with the news on This Day in Maine, Wednesday, February 15th.
1: This Day in Maine is made possible by listener support and by Eastern Basements, a division of Maine-owned Eastern Mold Remediation. Offering basement waterproofing solutions. EasternBasements.com
0: Governor Janet Mills urged lawmakers on Tuesday to support her budget proposals on affordable housing, education, and addressing the opioid crisis. Kevin Miller reports.
2: In a roughly hour-long speech to a joint session of the legislature, Mills said the state has made significant progress in recent years on a host of bipartisan priorities. But she says her $10.3 billion budget proposal offers a blueprint for moving forward. The Democrat says her budget contains more than $100 million to continue meeting the state's obligation to pick up 55% of K-12 education costs. She's also asking lawmakers to continue funding two years of free community college tuition for recent graduates. And she pointed to hundreds of millions of dollars in investments in her proposed budget for affordable housing construction, infrastructure improvements, reimbursement rate increases for social services, and substance use treatment programs.
0: Our state stands on a solid fiscal footing and we are prepared to weather whatever economic challenges may come. The state of our budget is strong.
2: Republicans say they're pleased with some of the priorities outlined by the governor, but are concerned about the size of the budget. They say the state should instead give money back to Mainers in the form of tax cuts. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Kevin Miller.
0: A legislative committee has endorsed Governor Janet Mill's latest nominee to serve on Maine's highest court. Justice Wayne Douglas has served on the District Court or Superior Court for more than 20 years and has also presided over York County's Drug Treatment and Recovery Court. Mills nominated the 71-year-old for Maine's Supreme Judicial Court following the retirement of Associate Justice Thomas Humphrey. Douglas addressed the Judiciary Committee on Wednesday.
1: In the end, we are all working to deliver justice fairly, impartially, and humanely for people and all that they care about. And it's been an honor for me to play a small part in this process, and I would welcome the opportunity to continue in the role of associate justice on the Supreme Court.
0: The Maine Prosecutors Association, the Maine State Bar Association, and the Maine Trial Lawyers Association all supported Douglas. Committee members voted 10 to 2 to recommend the nomination to the Maine Senate. A Cumberland County judge has dismissed a lawsuit brought by Northern Light Health against a slew of pharmaceutical companies for their role in Maine's opioid crisis. Nicola Grisco reports.
1: The hospital network sued Purdue Pharma and Johnson & Johnson, among others, as well as pharmacy chains Rite Aid, Walgreens, and CVS back in 2021. Northern Light argued that the drug companies and pharmacy chains drove up the hospital's cost of doing business during the ongoing opioid crisis. In a ruling issued earlier this week, business and consumer court judge Michael Duddy says that the hospital network failed to prove that it was directly harmed by the pharmaceutical companies. And he says Northern Light didn't show that harm done to the hospital is any different from the experiences of first responders family members, and others who provide direct care to those who overdose. Northern Light Health runs the Eastern Maine Medical Center in Bangor and nine other hospitals in the state. 716 people died in Maine last year of overdose deaths, another new state record. A Northern Light spokesperson says the company disagrees with the court's ruling and is evaluating its next steps. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Nicole Grisco.
0: The University of Maine at Farmington is considering the elimination of adjunct professor positions as a way to cut costs, according to the Bangor Daily News. Ryan Lowe, the University of Maine System's vice chancellor for finance, says no decisions have been made on how to fill an expected budget gap of about $2 million created by reduced enrollments in recent years.
2: Um, We spent uh, the last budget cycle a heavy emphasis looking at at our full-time faculty. Um, And so as part of this 2024 budget, um, we're certainly looking at at adjunct course loads, uh, but we're also looking at at everything across the campus.
0: UMF laid off nine full-time faculty last year, which sparked protests from many students on the Farmington campus. There are about 30 adjunct professors teaching at the school this semester. The UMaine system says it expects to have more details on initial budget proposals at a finance committee meeting next month. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that in 2021, Maine had the highest rate of accidents on the job at a reported 4.7 per 100 full-time employees. Stephen Greeley, Director of Workplace Safety and Health at Maine's Department of Labor, says the state offers safety works classes and site inspections to help employers improve workplace safety, but the classes and site visits are not used enough. If the employer requests us, we can come into their work site a walkthrough very similar to like an OSHA inspection. Uh, the, the big difference is there's no, there's no penalties associated with it. They're still uh, expected to fix anything that we identify as far as hazards, but we don't penalize. Greeley says he did 392 site inspections last year. He says his office does outreach for industries in which workers are more likely to be injured, such as construction, healthcare, corrections, warehousing, and transit. The state's first commercial lab that's able to test for PFAS in drinking water has opened in Norwich Walk. Katie Richards is the CEO of Maine Laboratories, which received state accreditation last week. She says she opened the lab to help address a backlog in testing.
1: What we're hearing is that testing right now is taking anywhere from four to five to six weeks to get it turned around. And our goal, you know, coming in and starting out is that we would be turning testing around in a, in a two-week period of time.
0: Richard says they're able to turn around results quickly because the lab is focused solely on PFAS. The long-lasting chemical has been widely used in common household products and has been linked to harmful health effects. A new report shows that last year was the second warmest on record in the Gulf of Maine, just behind 2021. Murray Carpenter reports.
2: According to the report from the Gulf of Maine Research Institute, 2022 fits into a recent pattern. With the exception of 2019, each of the last 10 years is within the top 10 warmest years on record. Researchers are trying to better understand the precise mechanisms of warming. The Institute's Dave Reedmiller says shifting ocean currents are one factor. Over time, what we've seen happen is that the, the relative influence of the Gulf Stream in the Gulf of Maine has increased compared to that of the Labrador Current. Reed Miller notes that temperatures are likely to continue to climb due to climate change. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Murray Carpenter.
0: And that's today's Maine News. For more stories, visit mainepublic.org and join us for Maine Calling at 11 tomorrow morning. I'm Carol Bousquet. Thanks for listening.